0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Horror. <laughs> Greetings viewers and listeners. Meet Hook Jim here the Wrestle Horror podcast with me as always my co-host Donnie Hoover. Donnie, we're both back in the studio. Oh yeah, back in the saddle again. Yeah, we're trying to keep trying to keep up with this craziness.
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) but you know we've been talking a lot of paranormal lately Mm -hmm. you know whether it be uh, our investigation of the carnage haunted house or the upcoming for the 900 millionth time conjuring house investigation uh but but we brought on a guest that wants to talk a little bit about paranormal investigation this is jeff walker with jeff walker paranormal jeff welcome to wrestle
2: horror glad to be on show guys Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, good to have you here. Yeah, I kind of uh, found Jeff just on a whim. Like I don't uh, going scrolling through Facebook, and a post came up, and I saw his uh, his Facebook page on there. So I clicked on it, and and I was like, oh, he's a paranormal dude. I was like, it'd be good to have on the show. So just on a whim, I just like did book now, and and got him scheduled. And then come to find out he's also a haunted house actor and he's also likes professional wrestling. So we found us a diamond does paranormal. So we found us a
0: diamond in the rough for this show.
2: I I live a very interesting life to say the least.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Donnie, I know you've got some questions for Jeff, so I'm going to let you take the lead on this and uh, I'll chime in when I need to. Yeah, well, I was just
1: we're, we'd figure we'd get him on here and uh, ask him about what he, how far he he he's gets into the paranormal, what all he does. Like I said, I'm the newbie of the group. Um, the one we just did at Carnage Haunted House was my very first one, so you know I'm interested in learning more and and uh, so yeah, I just wanted to reach out and, and uh, get to know you a little bit, let the people out there get to know you and and see what you do.
2: Awesome. Well, I definitely got plenty to share. So you just let me know where you want to start, and said yeah, we can kind of dig down the, uh, the pathways that, uh, that I'm kind of taking my paranormal journey. So yeah,
1: we can start wherever you'd like, start at the beginning if you want. <laughs> yeah. What, what got you
0: interested in the paranormal?
2: Well, so, you know, I've, I've been a scare actor for like seven years. So I was like, I don't very get, I don't really get scared much. So I'm like, I really want to challenge myself. And aside from that, um, I've had a lot of experiences through life that I could not, get answers to i've always had questions so i'm like well instead of me just trying to search for answers out there in the on the internet or things like that let me go out there and try to you know search for answers myself so it was probably late 20 i think it was late 2018 early 2019 um i was downtown here and i was going out for runs so long story short i was There's a hospital, Um, it's actually kind of, it's being torn down right now. So we're kind of figuring out, like, all right, where's all this residual energy gonna go? Most likely we'll come here to the Bell Mansion. But I was going down here for a run and I was coming up to the stoplight and I slowly started to stop, way before the the stoplight and I stopped and I kind of looked up to my left. I was like, I don't know what made me think to look up, but there was like this bluish greenish orb. It kind of like remind me of Tinkerbell. <laughs> um, it had some spark behind it. It looked like a like a firework. It was the craziest thing. And um, so I was just like, okay, maybe I'm losing my mind here or <laughs> I'm seeing things or, you know, another podcast. They're like, well, you know, you just finished a run. So sometimes your, your mind could probably be playing tricks with you. I'm like. I was just like, but I just saw it as clear as day. Um, and I had recently lost a, a sister uh, sister back in 2018. She passed away in May of 2018. And then when I experienced that orb, it uh, was probably about August, September. And I posted the, uh, the question on Facebook, see if anybody else has ever had any experiences like this. And then, of course, all these different answers came about, I'm like, all right, this is really confusing. So, and it wasn't until actually of December last year um, that the Bell Mansion here in downtown Fort Wayne had opened up uh, for paranormal investigating. Um, So, I attended a public event. It was a, I believe it was an eight-hour overnight paranormal investigation for the public. It was like 50 bucks a person. So, I'm like, heck, why not? There's nothing else in Fort Wayne. Um, that has revolved around paranormal. So I checked that out. And then um, from then on, I've became kind of like those residual spirits here at the Bell Mansion. Now I work here and help with tours. And then uh, I had started up my own group. And then recently I just joined Old World Paranormal Society uh, with Nick Carboni and Angie Sturm. And so from there, now I'm trying to get a TV show started, hopefully next fall it's called Pathways to Paranormal. Um, so basically what's gonna happen with that is we've hosted a lot of different kinds of classes here at the Bell. So we do classes for children. So if children want to learn about the paranormal, who better to choose from? Because children, uh, they haven't had a lot of experiences in life yet, so they're open to a lot more. So that's kind of what we educate as well. And then we have a gentleman who runs a crystal business here in Fort Wayne. And he started doing crystal classes here, meditation groups, intuitive groups. So it got me, it really got me thinking because I know all this was available. So I came up with pathways to paranormal. So eventually hopefully I can turn it into a convention. So all these different pathways that can lead you into paranormal investigating. Like I said, for the meditation kind of helps open up your senses a little bit more and um, and I'm pretty sure there's there's other roads that come to paranormal that I have not yet to discover yet either. But the TV show is going to it's, it's going to be educational, but there's also going to be fun involved. You can't go strictly educational because that gets boring. So you have to you have to have fun with it. And um, so we're gonna you know feature many different paranormal groups around the country. And the goal to for that is not just to investigate show people how we use the equipment. Cause some of these TV shows, you just don't know how the equipment works and how to debunk things, things like that. But it's really helping these paranormal teams grow their communities there. Cause there's people that have a lot of interest, but, or they have some gifts that they don't know how to utilize. So if we can get these people connected with these teams, then start building their community I think it really will change, uh, make a huge change in the paranormal field.
1: Yeah. I've never really heard of, like I said, I'm still new to the paranormal game, but I haven't really heard of like paranormal conventions or, or training centers and stuff like that. Is there a lot of those around or?
2: Yes and no. Um, do you have all these paranormal there's paranormal conventions, Halloween conventions, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, paranormal teams will show up, but It's the thing of it is you can show up to these conventions, but what are you going to get out of it? So that's my thought process is like I said, all these people have different gifts. And I think the world would obviously be a better place if people realized what gifts that they had in the first place and how to utilize those. And if it leads to paranormal investigating, great. But if it doesn't, that's perfectly fine because they discovered something new.
0: Very cool. I can tell you that one of the biggest paranormal conventions that I know of is Scarefest in Lexington in October. Um, and they, it's a paranormal and a horror convention. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and uh, I like that. I've met, uh, I met Josh Gates there quite a few years back. Um, I've met, uh, both, uh, Jay and Grant from from TAPS, from Ghost Hunters. Um, I met Jonathan Breck who played the Creeper in Jeepers Creepers. Oh, wow. Um, I've met uh, R.A. Mahailoff who played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw 3. Um, and the list goes on and on. I mean, and a lot of these people, I mean, I've met at this convention, um, American Horror Story, Naomi Grossman. She's a, she's a friend of mine. Not oh, that's just, so
2: cool.
0: Yeah. We, uh, we, we met her up when she was just getting broken into the AHS business. Uh, and we formed a friendship with her. She actually stood as my best woman when I married my wife. Huh um, and uh, just, she's an amazing lady. Uh, if we hadn't left Orlando when we first met her at night early, we could have gotten a hot tub with her. Damn it.
2: <laughs> man. And okay. You just knocked that off the bucket list.
0: When I got the text from her, we were like a hundred miles away. I was like, shit.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, wife, we man. left one thing off the list, honey.
0: <laughs> I looked at my wife and said, thanks a lot. <laughs> <and ruined it.
2: laughs> you just saved our marriage <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's like it's not about the money either just let you know
0: <laughs> but uh, i mean if you've never been to that jeff i don't know if you have or not um it's it's a great show i mean they do a really good job with it <clears throat> um and uh at with my other podcast big scary show we went for like seven or eight years in a row. And then, you know, we just couldn't go every year anymore. And, but always accommodating and always a great show. It's the, the aisleways aren't narrow and cramped. They're wide and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Got a lot going on. And, and, you know, they've got their paranormal. They got their horror. They've got, you know, authors, you know, I, I, I met several authors there too. Um, If you ever get a chance, I would check it out.
2: Oh, I, I, I definitely want to. Um, I don't think I'm going to be haunting forever. Like I said, I'm I'm 38 years old. Not saying that's old, but um, you never know. When my time is going to be is going to end that, and maybe this you know pathways to paranormal. That's I definitely see that as my future. Um, I've had a lot of inspiration behind it too. You know, just uh, the uh, Bell Mansioning opening up here in December. You know, we've got to have, you know, Dustin Perry here um, from Ghost Hunters International. Yep. Um, Brian Murray, Rochelle Strand from Ghost Hunters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Jason Hawes actually showing up here in November. Nice. And then uh, Dustin will actually be back here in December for an event. And I think October for a week, um, Brian Kano mm-hmm. and Chelsea Gill, a Psychic Medium, uh, he's going to be bringing his uh, history of paranormal exhibit here to the Bell. Nice. Um, so I honestly believe there's just so many things, especially for myself, that are just falling in the right place at the right time. Right. You know, Getting all these connections, and that's never happened before until, you know, I started helping out here, and then you start building your network. And I think it's really paid off, you know, otherwise – you know, if I have had these, you know, connections or building this network, you know, he might have not ran past my post about anything paranormal wise. So, all right, there's Crazy. a lot of people. It's it's really it's it's all about about family, um, and that's why I, I treat every single podcast. I'm like, hey, we're all part of the paranormal family here. You know, right. no one's better than somebody else, but it's just uh, very uh, very unique uh, how everything's just kind of falling in place.
1: Yeah, well, I'd like to ask about the Bell Mansion. You say you, you're working there now, and you said you're there now, and we see it in the background. And it looks like an amazing building. Uh, what's the story yep. what's, the, what's the story behind the Bell Mansion?
2: Oh, wow. So the, the mansion, so it was built back in 1893. So the building's about 130 years old. Um, so it's had four owners, uh, Robert and Clara Bell. So first owners, that's what we call it, the Bell Mansion. Um, so Robert, he, uh, he actually brought natural gas here to Fort Wayne. He's also a two-time state senator. And then Claire, she was actually the co-founder of the Fort Wayne Museum of Art. Um, building's about 15,000 square feet. Um, it's got three full floors. Every square inch on the first, second, and third is also the same amount on the basement. Um, it was also a funeral home for 93 years there's an estimated about 300,000 to 600,000 bodies that were embalmed here. Um, wow. So yeah, it's crazy. So about, for about 40 years, this was the only place in Fort Wayne that actually did embalming activities. Wow. And so I think what makes this place unique and very active, I think we have well over at least 40 active spirits here. Um, the building is, uh, the exterior of the building is actually made out of Indiana limestone. Mm -hmm. um so i know in the paranormal community um that has drawn interest to reasons why there's could be a lot of activity in a certain building because limestone does draw energy okay obviously we're downtown here by the three rivers too um so that also can play a part so yeah it was a funeral home from 1927 to 2018 um sat empty for a couple years Um, so Nick, who owns OWPS, his girlfriend Angie's parents are the one that purchased the building, and originally we're going to open up as an Airbnb. Well, plans kind of fell through. A lot of things had to change here, especially the, uh, they're going to have to do a change of use for the building, Um, and so there's just a lot going on uh, at the time, so Angie, or I think Angie's parents, not sure how that went, reached out to Nick's team. And say, hey, you know, we want to see if this place is haunted. So <laughs> uh, Nick and his team came in here and uh, got well over 300 pieces of evidence. Wow! And since then, we have a, a we've had about 50 teams across the country booking here. Uh, we're almost sold, sold out almost every single weekend. Um. Wednesday nights, we do public paranormal investigations uh, for 20 bucks a person from seven to eleven. We give them a tour of the building. We kind of talk about the equipment. And then uh they can partner with one of us investigators, or if they feel comfortable enough, they can actually grab the equipment and go investigate themselves. Oh, so we've a cool. lot of lot of events here. We're always coming up with new ideas. You know, we're obviously still learning. I've only been investigating uh since December. Uh Um, so this place has been able to, you know, kind of give me a home and, you know, help share it with the public and then share my experiences and, you know, my passions.
1: Cool. What's the most active thing you've discovered there yourself?
2: Well, it was probably about three, probably about three, four weeks ago. Um, I was up on the second floor and it's, it's really, it's really odd to have an embalming room on the second floor because most of all funeral homes that you go to everything's on the first um, but there's a um, elevator it's a freight elevator uh, that was installed back when it first became a funeral home and that's how they transfer the bodies and caskets to the different floors but uh, it was probably around 1:30, 30 to in the morning and we're finishing up a public event and we're up in one of the bedrooms on the second floor investigating, uh, Mr. Bell's Mr. Bell's room. And I heard some shuffling, uh, like some footsteps going out there in the hallway. So, and I know we're the only ones left in the building. I knew the doors were locked potentially. So I was just going to out there and check out the scene, make sure we handle, no, you know, strangers walking around. Right. See a full body apparition. But, uh, what I ended up coming to find out as soon as I walked through that door, um, there at the, uh, there's a, leads up to the third floor, some steps. And around that doorway that leads up to the steps, it was probably at least well over six feet. Um, I saw a shadow figure. And it wasn't there for very long because I was going like, to like, hey, Nick, you got to come check this out. And by the time he was going to get out there, it already kind of disappeared. So I'm not sure who it was or what it was intent was, but. I wasn't freaked out i was just like that was really cool you know <laughs> the more you, you investigate <laughs> right i was just like man um yeah i wish i would have had like a body camera on i think we're going to talk about doing that especially when we're doing publics um so if we're in a room with uh some new guests or whatever and let's say we're done for the night we go and review footage we're like hey Tag them in a video like hey just what just let you know when we're in that embalming room this is what just passed by us and we even realize it um, so it's yeah that's probably one of my been one of my most unique experiences here at the Bell
0: you know I got to tell you about a funny experience I had uh, and it was at uh, Moundsville Penitentiary West Virginia okay. Um, and it wasn't anything paranormal. That's just what makes it so funny. Uh, <laughs> I had a team of uh, f- five of us investigating, and we were down in uh, we were down in uh, what the heck is the name of that character that was down in the basement area? Anyway, we're down in that area, and I had borrowed a thermal imaging camera from a friend of mine. It was a monocular because he used it as a scope for his rifle, but it was beautiful. And it, and it, <laughs> and it filmed video. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm just slowly scanning around the room, and my friend Mikey decides it's a good time to fart. <laughs> That's great. You can see the whole thing come out on camera. Oh, no. <laughs> Because of the heat, it all registered on that phone. It
2: all reads right. I can even imagine, like, <laughs> trying to do an EVP, and it's, like, really silent, and you've got that camera going off at the same time. Like, that just ruins the session right there. It's just like, all right, we need to take a break. We'll be back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, I've got the – I have to find the footage. I've got it on my computer someplace but it was just it was funny i mean this this cloud you know
2: i always joke with uh with nick here because he uh he likes to drink a lot of energy drinks right and sometimes when we're like giving tours and stuff he'll be in front of me i'm usually right behind him and oh. uh sometimes it's like man i think you just released a spirit or a demon <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah it's definitely uh yeah it's not the not the greatest <laughs>
0: It was, it was something else, man. <laughs> but that, that was my funny
2: story, and I've had other Never stories. forget.
0: <laughs> Have you ever investigated Bobby Mackey's down in Wilder, Kentucky?
2: So I want to. Um, I know I was just on um, a podcast with um, Hillbilly, Hillbilly Horror Stories. Okay. And they do an event there every single year. And they were talking about Bobby Mackey's. I'm like, man, I've seen so many videos on it. And that's it's definitely a place I want to investigate. And hopefully uh, I can have on my show next year. I,
0: uh, I investigated that back in 2008, 2009, somewhere in there. Um, with Shannon Sylvia and Jeff Sylvia from Ghost Hunters International. That's awesome. Quite a bunch of stuff went on there, but uh, let me tell you, if you ever get the chance, do it.
2: I mean, it just kind of reminds me of the Conjuring House. You know, I was watching, um, you know, Brian and Rochelle of the Sleepless Unrest, is on Discovery Plus. I probably watched it like over a dozen times because, like, every time I watch it, I I learn something different or I see something different.
0: I bought the I bought the movie.
2: <laughs> you know, I should have. I'm just like, you know, as many times as I've rented it, I just bought it, but I didn't think of it. So I was like, all right, well, I guess next time I do want to, I'm like, I'm just going to buy it. And the next was, time Brian's in town, I'm like, hey, man, we're showing the, the Sleepless Unrest here at the Bell Mansion. You want to join us? <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> I think I think I paid like 15 bucks for it.
1: Is that the one that you told me to, to watch jim
0: I uh, yes
1: and then the episode that one episode you had me watch too
0: right from ghost ghost adventures yes yeah all right I've, i'm trying to prep donnie and his wife for what we're getting into
2: <laughs> yeah i especially if you've never investigated like that's mm-hmm. that's it's gonna be like a culture shock you're just like from zero to a hundred like real quick
1: right that's what i told um, him i was like if i'm gonna do it we might as well go big <laughs>
2: so
1: yeah that, after i do that one everything else will be okay. like man that sucked <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like well we didn't get much no you're gonna get a lot it's like i tell people about this place you know it's a paranormal playhouse It's exactly what it is um I've, since I've been here since December, there's not been one time that I've been here where I've not gotten activity. That's cool. about I heard, you know, a couple of, uh, I already heard a door closing, you know, here earlier today. And, uh, I just, just kind of like shrug it off. I'm like, all right, at least they're closing doors, but you know, <laughs> um, you know,
0: they're there. Was yeah. It?
2: They're, they're just kind of hanging out. So.
0: Yeah, you know, I was in um, I was in Salem with my wife last last April um, last year, and uh, we stayed at uh, right in the center of town, at the Hawthorne Hotel. We tried to book the haunted room, but it was already booked, room six twelve. But we booked room six ten right next door. Oh, there you go. And we we got a few things, uh, mostly some forms of knocking and such, but, uh, yeah, we picked up a few things when we were there. Huh? Yeah.
2: I've, I've yet to, yet to get over there. Yeah. Cause my, my list is, I keep adding on to like, well, what is this place? What is this place? Like I was just watching an episode of unexplained by, um, gosh, what was his name? William Shatner. Right. I was like, I never knew he was in a paranormal. <laughs> and uh, it was like the weeping willow house somewhere here in Indiana. And I think since that episode, um, I don't believe they allow any more paranormal investigating, but I guess it was also called like a demon house. Wow. Which that's also another, uh, another episode that I've a movie I've watched. Um, I think it was on prime video. I've watched that well over a dozen times too.
0: Zach Bagans,
2: yep. I'm very Mm -hmm. fascinated with that. Obviously, the house is no longer around, but Mm -hmm. apparently, still people go there and do rituals on the property and whatnot. Mm It's like guys, like, when is enough enough? You know, (laughs)
1: just asking (laughs) for trouble.
2: Right. Seriously, it's just like that's one thing you're not going to experience when I'm out investigating. Is that's one thing you just don't do is you don't provoke like i just won't yeah it's like the spirits here like yeah they're like our family to us so we take care of them they take care of us and if you go in there with respect you should be able to walk out with respect
0: i am a big uh, proponent of that and i tell all my team members you do not provoke
2: right Mm -hmm. Uh
0: if you provoke you're gonna you're gonna open yourself up to stuff you don't want to get into
2: not at all it's just like i see so we do have like one haunted object here at the bell um but i'm he's fine his name's scott we've connected he's cool but it's just like you never know like when one of our investigators bought this doll off of ebay it said there is a nine-year-old girl attached to it right. well we come to find out there's a very pissed off 14 year old boy that was actually attached to it. Ouch. Obviously he's, he's calm now, but, um, through a lot of EVPs and things like that, he, uh, he's kind of opened up more and told us things that he likes his favorite color, his favorite food. Um, he likes the the band nine inch nails. Um, nice. we actually had uh when was it? It was, it was a, couple months two three months ago we had jonathan davis here the lead singer of corn okay. um he called us uh he called us up the night before his event. actually his girlfriend called us up said hey you guys are open you know from 7 p.m to 7 a.m I'm like well it's typically for private overnights like what are you guys looking to do like well long story short my boyfriend is the lead singer of corn jonathan davis and we're just looking for something to do tonight before a show tomorrow so like Heck, we will show right on up. Well, let's get over there. And so he brought his girlfriend, his son, Pirate. And, uh, we have a uh, common staple here at the bell and toe tags. So they would use in the funeral home. So we actually have a wall down in our nerve center in the basement where people can fill out toe tags and we just have them lined up against the walls. And so we've got Jonathan Davis and his girlfriend and his son's, uh, toe tags up there. And so it's, Nice. nice, pretty cool.
0: Nice, very nice. So, let me ask you this: uh, I, I'm kind of like the techie of the team. I'm I'm all about the, the toys and things like that. What What's your basic set of equipment?
2: So, you know, and this is also how I when I go and you know teach people about the the paranormal. I teach them the way how I start to investigate. So I say, hey, when I start to investigate, I'm not going to start out with EVPs right away. I'll probably use REM pods. Um, REM pods are my first go-to because I want to see if there's any activity here, especially if you're paying for uh, overnight. Like for instance, if we are at Ohio State Reformatory where during the week it costs 1500 bucks, you know, $3,000 on the weekends, you don't want to spend two, three hours in a room trying yeah. to get EVP if you don't if there's nothing there. So I start off with the rem pods, or we also use cat balls here. Um, yep. mm-hmm. cat balls are. <laughs> I tell people, Mike. Well, if you're just learning to investigate and you're kind of uh, tight on funds, you can get on Amazon and get a four pack for like sixteen bucks. Right. Um. So. So we get a lot, Yeah, we get a lot of uh, cat ball hits here. Um, we have something that's called a boo light. It's kind of like a cat ball, um, but it is it is motion detected. Um, so any motion sensors, uh, rem pods, things like that will get me started off. Then um, I also like the Avulus, the Avulus Five. Um, it's like all these expensive things, but I'm like, it does it does amazing things. So it's cool because obviously, what you can get on the ovulus if you're doing an EVP, if you go back to that time you can try to see if things are matching up and that's huge for me because there for the longest time, I, even though I was watching like TV shows like haunting and unsolved mysteries, I was still a skeptic and most people are until they actually experience something and they have no rhyme or reason to explain or understand like, okay, why did that happen? I can't figure this out.
0: That's me. Um,
2: yeah, so I always show people, I'm like, hey, we're not like you know, what you see on the, the TV shows, you know. So I want to help people understand what this equipment does. And if we experience something, all right, let's use this device and see if we can debunk it. Um, so I show people like step by step by step. So start off with the REM and then we can use. I don't use spirit boxes too much. Um, I do use the, I'm trying to remember the headphones that they're called. We have them down there in the basement as well. Um, but what these headphones do, they're lucid, They're called lucid headphones. And what's really cool about them is it picks up low frequencies. So if I were to put this, uh, headset on and somebody want right around this corner over here and whispered to me, I'll hear them clear as day. Hmm. Um, and then that's this method. It was probably not equipment-wise. Um, well, obviously using a spirit box, but noise-canceling headphones. Somebody else asking questions. It was probably my last, my last go-to. Okay. Um, but we've used, you know, we just got a trip laser in here. We started using the embalming room the other night. Um, so that's that's worked out really well. So yeah, that's very very small set of equipment, but. You know, EVPs is eventually is all that I do aside from using the other devices.
0: What about cameras?
2: I haven't experienced much I have much experience yet with cameras. I know when I've uh, investigated with Tyler and Nora from the Scare Factor um, they have a really cool setup. You'll definitely have to check it out. Um, so they'll have uh, motion cameras set up in different rooms. They'll have a computer monitor kind of set up in the, uh, the nerve center. And so when we're investigating other rooms, I know when we were, we did it here, and um, we're up on the third floor, it went off. So like, all right, let's go up to the third floor. And what was really cool is we also had an SLS camera. And what was neat is I was like, hey, if there's somebody up here, I've got a hoodie on. You can grab my sleeve if you like. And within a few minutes, you can see this apparition or spirit on the SLS camera slowly come down. And I felt it at the same time that I was grabbing my hoodie. I just felt this, this kind of like these fingers just kind of do this thing right here. And I was just like, Tyler so was like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. Thank you for that. I'm just kind of like that was really cool
0: <laughs> i have to remember that because tyler told me he has somebody who built that
2: yes yes because like, i think if you get somebody else to do it um they're like usually like five or six hundred bucks but if you know somebody that has an xbox and they're not using it anymore you just get their connect sensor all you have to do is develop the program hmm. get the tripod or whatever that sits on and then I think it's a Windows. I think it's a Windows um, tablet. I'm not sure how well they work on iPads, but I think it's a Windows tablet that you connect to it and just download the program.
0: I might have to look into that because I've got a spare Xbox sensor here.
2: There you go. I like. We have a guy that's you know custom making equipment for us, and so I'm sometimes I'm just, the stuff he sends us. I'm like, all right. What if I can learn how to make this and and to kind of make things a little bit cheaper? Because <laughs> yeah, I was just like, man, I get all these these different fields. Like at one point, I was doing I was a pastry chef and a chocolatier. That got expensive. Like, all right, well, let me just get into paranormal investigating, and that's not going to be ch- that's going to be cheap, right? No, not even close. <laughs> it's like it's like. Toys are us when it comes to getting on like right. and so I'm Like, oh, this just came out, this just came out. It's like I just want it all, but I can't. <laughs>
0: first stop can be dangerous.
1: Yeah, I know Jim and Chris has got a pretty penny tied up in their equipment.
0: Huh. We uh my base, I had got five cases of equipment, not including the tote full of accessories
2: on oh, my Lanta.
0: <laughs> um, we've got five GoPros. One of them is full spectrum. I've got two digital camcorders. Both of them are night vision. I've got two old C- Sony tech 20 years ago, night vision camcorders that still work um I've got an eight camera DVR system <clears throat> excuse me I've got 3k2 meters um I got a <laughs> like three or three or four uh, audio recorders including a zoom h8 huh um I've got two thermal, two digital non-contact thermometers, plus I have a thermal imaging camera. that doesn't oh. make video, but it does take snapshots. <laughs>
2: Probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Any more paranormal experiences come out of someone's body? So,
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, we got dowsing rods. you guys uh, got the cat balls too. Yeah, we got cat balls. And um, I thought that was
1: kind of odd, actually. When they.
2: Yeah, yeah this is actually, you know, this is that blue light that I was telling you guys about. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, we saw them in our gift shop for like 20 bucks. So I'm like, this is just like the cat balls, but except for her to put this down on the table, kind of slowly, uh, slowly get to it, it'll go off. Doesn't have an off and on switch. That's the only thing. So it's. Mm-hmm maneuvering and in one of your cases, or something like that. Um, It's yeah, like I said, it's good to have a lot of equipment. And, uh, you know, one thing I've come to realize is spirits love batteries (laughs) they like to draw them dead. Um, they do. Yeah. We have a couple of rooms here at the, at the bell that mainly is the third, the third floor, uh, servants bedroom. We have about, I think there's about eight to 10 spirits that hang out over there. And then the embalming room, we put a fiber or six of these, you know, these REM pods in the embalming room. And it's just like, you turn the lights off and it's night out. It's like, Oh, it's, it's really like a rave. It's, it turns into a, a ghost rave in there. Nice. Heck, so I'm to come really check cool. the
1: place out now.
0: <laughs> what
2: the Y'all have on to trust me and I'm telling you, <laughs> you know, like I said, we'll have Jason Hawes here in uh, November and, um, Brian even told, told us, he's like, you know what, this is kind of like um, the Ritz Carlton of paranormal locations, because you guys have heat, you have running water, Hey, <laughs> you guys <laughs> provide, you know, like when we have our, uh, our public events, we provide people with water, coffee, snacks. Um, so mm-hmm. we, uh, yeah, we definitely take care of people and you're not going to find any mold around here either. So it's, it's really unique. The woodwork in here is very fascinating. You won't find anything else like it around um, because most buildings today are like, if they're older, like, oh, we're just going to tear it down and build something new. So thankfully, Angie's parents bought it at the time and they didn't turn this into apartments or offices or could have just completely tore it down. so.
0: So, Very cool. What, what does it run for an overnight
2: investigation? So we typically do 800 on the weekends. Okay. Um, so you have it for from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Right. And then typically during the week it's around three to four hundred uh, okay. depending on how many people you have. You know, I do have a group coming here tonight um, at nine o'clock and there's, there's only a couple of them and they they're going to come here from nine to three. So I'm like, you know, we'll, we'll cut you a deal. We're not going to charge you $600 for two people. Right. Um, Cause we're really about um, exposure right now. So we're just getting people in the door. If We get people in the door, they'll come out, they'll go out and start talking about this place. And we have a lot of people that have consistently came back, you know, at least once a month or each week um, that we do events. We just started doing ghost flashlight tours as a couple of Fridays ago. Oh, okay. So it's nice. kind of like our regular tours, but we also bring out some of the equipment. Um, we kind of explain how the equipment works, and we kind of let them kind of take over in a couple of rooms and let them experience it for themselves. So it's so it's it's been uh yeah every like I said everything has just came into fruition, um, and it's yeah it's been fantastic right so far.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I just Google mapped it. It's less than three hours away from Columbus, Jim. So
0: probably closer you for go. you. Probably closer for you. <laughs> It'd be about the same for me, but yeah. Yeah, that ain't bad at all. No, not I at all. Still, Wayne, yeah.
2: I tell people you get what you pay for and more. So the spirits here love to communicate. Um, it's almost to the point like they don't know no strangers. You know, we had a gentleman last night at our Wednesday. You know, we're out there in the hallway. He was kind of backed up into this room by the doorway. And he said he had his backpack tugged a couple of times. And uh he's like, and he and he's one of the gentlemen that's coming back here tonight to do an overnight. I'm like, well, they're just like, hey, just letting you know, we're gonna be here tomorrow night too. So
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll see you then. Yeah. I was like, so are you sure you guys wanna book for tomorrow night? <laughs> um yeah, so that, that was that was pretty cool.
0: Nice. Very nice. So I guess we're gonna put that on our bucket list.
1: There you go. Add it to the
0: list.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll gladly have you guys here with open arms and spirits. There you go. That's <laughs> if I
1: survive the conjuring house, that is. <laughs> if I make it, I out think of you'll there be fine.
2: Like... <laughs> I think you'll you'll do just fine.
0: He said he was gonna wear an adult diaper. Just in, yeah, just in case.
2: <laughs> just bring a case. You said just, you just said case. So now it's telling you, it's like, all right, I need to bring a case. There could be other people that might, eat, might need them too. All right. So <laughs> Yeah. You guys let me know how that goes. Cause uh yeah, I definitely want to uh, gather a team um, in that area and go and investigate and, and to uh, do some video and things like that. So. Hopefully, (laughs) we're
0: we're (laughs) going to try to keep people updated. Um, depending on cell service out there, which I'm concerned about, yeah. Um, if there's decent cell service, we're going to do a couple of Facebook Lives. Oh, sweet!
2: uh, Mm Um,
0: right there, definitely tune in. Uh, but I won't know until I get there what the cell signal is going (laughs) to
2: be, right? Yeah, you're in the middle of the woods and. (laughs) yeah i've seen aerial video footage of it i'm like there's not much right around that little house (laughs) i'll tell you all right this is gonna be interesting
0: Mm -hmm. another camera that was a good good investment in my opinion is a trail camera
2: yes i've heard those i've i've heard a lot of good reviews of trail cams um i think we used one actually at ohio state okay formatory Yep, we used it right there in the, um, oh, what was it? I think in one of the cell blocks. Okay. One of the cell blocks. The
0: one I got has side sensors too. Oh,
2: wow. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: So as soon as something trips those sensors, it starts, the way I've got it set is it snaps three photographs and then starts shooting video.
2: That is really cool. Because it makes me wonder, like, how quickly, you know, because obviously spirits, they right. can move as slowly or quickly as they want. Right. How quickly are those cameras able to flip the switch and pick up that evidence? Exactly, exactly. So that, that's really smart. That's very smart.
0: And I actually have to go over the footage on it from our last investigation. It's one of two cameras I haven't gotten to yet.
2: So. Hmm. That was really sweet. Yeah, I'll be excited to see what you got from that. Uh, Have you guys no. ever been to Ohio State?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, not yet. Man, he's talking about the penitentiary, Donnie.
1: Oh, okay. No, I thought I was thinking Mansfield Prison. That was the wrong one. That's the same one. <laughs> oh, okay. that's the yeah, same yeah. one. Well, yep, I've been there. Saw Redemption inf- was
2: filmed. Yeah,
1: I've been there not for investigations, but for conventions and stuff.
2: Definitely get a group together. Obviously, like I said, it's cheaper during the week. Um, you're going to do a, you're going to want to do a challenge and it's called, I th- I'm not sure if it's the East or West cell block, but I did it on the East cell block. I did the East cell block challenge. And basically what the East cell block challenge is, is the only thing I had on me was a night vision body cam. So you walk through there and it's completely pitch black. There's no lights on in the building. You walk around this east cell block by yourself no flashlight it probably took me about i think just a little bit over three minutes like three minutes and seven seconds and i was speed walking <laughs> there's a couple of things i experienced walking around these cell blocks i was like i just felt something breathe on the back of my neck i actually posted the uh video on my social media on my facebook and uh i was with tyler nora you know from scare factor so it's like all right, and I think that's when we found out that we did it on the wrong side because I think of the um, the railing on the west side actually was higher, so you didn't have the chance to fall over because how dark it was. It's like, well, mm. we have to do it again. I'm like, wait, what? We're doing it again? <laughs> like, I just did it once, and for me being a scare actor, that was pretty. That was pretty intense. Right. Um, just thinking, like. For instance, cell block 13, you know, Jonathan Lockhart right. he burned himself alive in there. And I guess for the a lot, of, a lot of time that his flesh was like sticking to the walls or something, um, they would stick like four inmates to one cell block. And there's only two bunks. Mm-hmm. It's probably no, lar- no larger than your cl- walk-in closet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So... Uh, there's just so much history there. And then just to know, like Shawshank Redemption was filmed there. Um, they do a huge fest. I think it's actually next weekend, um, incarceration. Um, so you're going to have the band Corn there, Disturbed, mm-hmm. all these heavy metal bands. Originally, that's what I was going to go to until we had this opportunity to join Blood Moon Paranormal. They're like, hey, we have some spots on, but do you guys want to come investigate? It was the Thursday night. I'm like, well, you ain't going to ask me twice. You know, all I'm right. like, heck yeah, let's go. I'm getting 250,000 square foot building. Um, and Greg there that kind of helps run the place. He's, he's a really cool guy, really down to earth. And he does a, he does a fantastic job there.
1: Yeah. And they also have blood prison there, which is a really cool haunt to walk. Yes. So Mm. they,
2: they, their gift shop is really cool. So they have some of the, uh, the haunted house shirts in there as well as stuff from Shawshank redemption. And then obviously, um, Mm -hmm. Ohio State Reformatory itself, but just so much history there. Um, Didn't get a lot of REM pod hits when we were there, but saw some, uh, saw some orbs. I did see a couple of shadow figures. Um, So I got enough. I'm like, all right, I'll go back again and again and again. Very cool.
0: I'm going to assume you've been to Waverly Hills.
2: I have not. What? Um, I know, I know. Like I've only been doing this about a year. I know, I know. Of some friends I go almost every single year, and I think they chose not to go this year. Um, and I just noticed that Nick Groff um, is just canceled one of his his shows there. Yeah. Um. So I want to, but I was like, all right, how we're we gonna, you know, get this to happen? So there's just a lot of drama there right now. It's I still want to go investigate just, you know, putting all drama aside, you know, it's an experience for me. It's, it's learning. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: so yeah, that's definitely on my, my list still.
0: I've been there two or three times for their two hour tour, uh, which is very limited. And what you can do is like, take some pictures, Mm -hmm. but I've experienced stuff in those tours, but I want to do their overnight. yes i want to get all my gear out there and i want to do the overnight um because i know that i'm going to get stuff there right so that's also on my list of of places to take team is is waverly hills Mm -hmm. and uh, get to spend more than two hours
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) do like a 12 hour and Hey guys, who wants to do an omelet bar in the morning or something, you know, (laughs) we had a, we had a private booking here a few weeks ago and they had one of the ladies on the team. Um, she actually owns a catering company. So she brought in all this stuff. They're having an omelet bar. I'm like, all right, so what time are you guys having that omelet bar? I'll be back. Um, you know, check on you guys, but kind of take up a offer on the food. If there's anything left over, (laughs) right. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they the only thing that left us was some uh two percent milk. So that was all I got.
0: <laughs>
2: now I'm drinking too much of that because I could be lactose intolerant, but I'm not hundred percent.
1: There you go. Well, you mentioned uh, you work for a haunted house. What uh haunted attractions we work for and what's your background on that?
2: So hysterium in Fort here in Fort Wayne. It is a haunted asylum. Um, actually, I'm actually uh getting ready to meet with some of those members here tonight. We're gonna Kind of talk about stuff for the season and things like that, but um, I started there seven years ago. Um, my character is Doctor Heigel. He is kind of like the caretaker of the asylum. Very crazy guy. Very angry. Um, he works in an elevator, which I have actually re uh, renamed it as the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really it's a really unique experience. I've never had done any sort of acting or Anything haunted house wise? Before I got involved, I'm like, hey, I just saw something, you know, come across this. Like you said, I I just saw something come across social media. I'm like, I just want to reach out. So I'm like, hey, I want to do auditions. Um, so I've been Dr. Heigl since the very beginning of when I started there. Um, you know, there's obviously, so Tyler and Nora they come in they review us every single year. So they get to experience both sides of me. And, um, so yeah, I work in the elevator and it's, it's a really unique experience because the first year I was in there, there's, there's a, um, there's a strobe light in there now, but the only thing that was on in there the first year was a rope light. So you could see everything that goes on in this elevator. Well, the next year I'm like, I think I want to like heighten up the sense, the sense of fear a little bit in there. So, I had them unplug the rope light, turn on the strobe light. And what this elevator does, as soon as you get in, both doors close right, and it's actually on airbags. So it lifts mm-hmm. up, starts shaking around. You hear this really creepy music. And I've came to the conclusion that I was just like, you know what? I'm going to play some mind tricks with people in here. Okay. So with saying that, um people have been waiting outside they have yet to um have their vision you know because they've been outside so they're not used to being in the dark yet right so they can't see anything but I've already been in there for a while so I can see everything that's going on in there so every time the strobe goes off I end up in another corner and they can't even see me so it's just playing with the uh you know the strobe and making people think I'm like, man, this guy's really fast. I'm like, no, I just know how to utilize the light, the uh the light factory in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's so it's so much fun. i probably one of the second or third most active rooms of the entire haunt. So I'm like, all right, it's June, July. I need to get myself in shape, otherwise I'm gonna pass out <laughs> in the elevator. All right. (laughs) Well, there usually is an actor in here. I'm like, Oh, he's on the ground.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll go say it's a lot of physical work in haunted houses. People don't realize that.
2: It's, it's so much, you know, and I've, we have an incredible team there. Um, really good makeup artists, really good trainers. And we have a lot of people that are committed. You know, we keep trying to bump up in the ranks every single year. And I think this year we're getting a brand new facade put up. Um, we've never actually had a facade for our building, so now we're trying to make it more authentic and look like an asylum. And nice. We just got some new fencing put up. Uh, we just bought a searchlight this year, so we're uh, we're definitely hoping for some uh, some really cool things to come for the season.
1: Good deal. Is that the only haunt you've worked with or worked for?
2: Um, I've done some guest acting at a, a necropolis uh, down in Indianapolis, um, but other than that. That's, yeah, that's the only haunted house acting experience that I've got.
0: Nice. Cue the crickets. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. For the spirits. You know, like, hey, guys, you guys want to come in here and chime in? You got anything to say, you know? <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> Knock <laughs> his hat friend. off or something.
2: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Someone <laughs> got their book bag tugged down last night, so it's just like, all right, they're just kind of let you know here, but that was maybe a little bit much, but it's okay.
1: All right. Now, is there anything, this is something that just popped in my head. that got me curious. Is there anything you've learned from, cause you've been a haunt actor longer than you've been a paranormal investigator. Is there right. anything you've learned with your haunt acting or, and being in the haunted attraction industry that you've taken over into paranormal and it's, that's kind of helped you or anything?
2: Well, I know my first time working in a haunted house, like walking through by myself in the dark was like very nerve wracking. I'm like, I don't like the dark to begin with. Obviously that was then now it doesn't bother me that much. Mm -hmm. But Then I'm like, all right, especially if you don't know some of the animatronics or if there's somebody still around, they're going to kind of jump out at you. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really kind of also solved some fears for me, except, One for one thing being in the dark, um, and then knowing like fearing the unexpected. Mm -hmm. Um, so now I go through you know during off season, there's a lot of haunted houses that do off season events. So, yeah, that's where you can usually find me at if I'm not here. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, so just the, the whole fear factor side of it.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Like, you know, walking around and getting used to doing stuff in the dark, being in the creepy environment. And I can see how that could carry over into paranormal. Right. it Would be less of a shock factor if you just walked in to investigate a house, you know, not not having any kind of experience, and something happened.
2: Yeah, then I'm like, I get it on video, and I'm like, I have that oh shit moment, and then you just see me like running out of the room. I'm like, well, he's going to do very well in this industry. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: Now, what about wrestling? You've, we've talked briefly off air, and you said you like you are into wrestling, and this is the Wrestle War podcast. And I uh, yeah. said you grew up watching wrestling. Let's, let's hear a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So I probably, a friend of mine got me kind of watching wrestling. Um, I was like high school, and I started watching SmackDown and ECW and some of the old school ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Um, I've, never, I've seen a couple of live events. I haven't been to like WrestleMania or anything like that. Right. Um, but I've always had a fascination like, on how they portray themselves in the ring and how they are in person. Mm-hmm. And one person that stood out was The Undertaker. Now yeah, right. he's created such a unique character. Like it's just not him himself, but the things that he did to make him stand out. Mm-hmm. But what's also unique about that is I kind of utilized what I learned there to also help me in the haunted house industry.
1: Okay. Taking pieces out of his character and his mannerisms and all that kind of stuff.
2: Correct. Right. Yep.
1: Nice. Very cool. So he was the only one you got into, or did you have other favorites? So yes, I'm assuming he was around like the attitude era. That was around the yeah, time since that you was, mentioned ECW.
2: <laughs> like Halloween was my, is my favorite. So I was like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, he kind of represents that, that era of, you know, he is all about Halloween. So I'm like, you know what? Undertaker's my guy. Right. sex to see him retire, but I don't 100% believe he's 100% retired. Because <laughs> I know the last the last event that he was at, he's like, never say never. I'm like, all right. That was a tidbit right there. Y'all heard that, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I think there's always a chance.
0: We'll see. Right. On the flip side of the coin, I'm one of those people that wanted to see the match that never was.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Sting versus The Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah, you're yep. a
1: big Sting fan, huh?
0: I, well, You know I am. <laughs> <laughs> Mad respect for The Undertaker. Sting's my guy. I mean. And everybody wanted to see that match, and it never happened.
1: Mm -hmm. Stars didn't align, huh? (laughs) It's definitely been good for sure.
0: Oh, it would have it would have sold some serious seats.
1: (laughs) Yep, absolutely.
0: So we've talked wrestling. We've talked paranormal. We've briefly glanced over horror.
1: Mm. Uh, well, we've talked about haunted attractions. We haven't really touched on horror. What's your, what kind of horror genre do you like? What's your favorite horror film type stuff?
2: I'm like the more of the conjuring. Um, I've had a huge fascination with eerie events. that kind of start off like, oh, they bought this house and, Now there's all these things that they come to find out there's wrong with the house, and it leads up to all these different events. Right. Um, So that's yeah. I'll watch Conjuring movie like all day. Well, not all day, but every day. Just wouldn't do it all day. I think there's actually Conjuring Four coming out. Really. Um, Mm.
1: Nice. Yeah, I got a. I saved a uh, meme somebody posted on my phone here a couple days ago. It was like the list of of all the conjuring movies in chronological order, like what, you know, which one to watch first and what year it supposedly was based off of. And so I was like, that's pretty sweet. I'm like, so I'm going to you know start from the beginning and watch them, watch them in order. It says the nuns, the first one. And like, it right. was in, it was in like 74 or something like that. And I think was the year or something. So I'm going to start with that one, but yeah, it was kind of cool how they had it in chronological order like that
2: yeah it's 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 really worked out the third one was uh probably i think there's this too much that what happened at the beginning it didn't kind of like work into it It was just kind of like boom everything's happening Uh, but the first and second i definitely liked yep Yep. definitely
1: so what do you think is your all-time favorite movie what would you say your all-time favorite movie is
2: i love halloween I oh, was mm-hmm. inspired my all-time favorite, and I'm not being biased because we have had the original um, Michael Myers, uh, Tony Moran here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just been so many episodes and like different people that have done it, and All it's right. and every time somebody else becomes Michael Myers, it just makes that movie unique as well. Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I cool. do
2: because I because I I kind of see it that I'm like, and yeah, it can be kind of hard to like. someone else's character who's done it for so long but at the same time they also develop something unique to it so they understand right yeah i have to replace this guy's character but what can i do to make myself unique as that character
0: Mm -hmm. very cool Well, Donnie, I think you might want to spring the question
1: on it. Yeah, I think we're ready for it. Getting that time, huh? Uh,
0: we uh, are. I don't know <laughs> if he is, but... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a question we
1: ask everybody on that comes on the show, and there's it's uh, just for fun. There's no right or wrong answer, and it's uh, something we ask. We just like to get inside the minds of our guests and see if they're as twisted as we are. So that question <laughs> is, you are the main serial killer in your own horror film. What is your go-to kill?
2: Oh, <sighs> man, that's a very good question. <laughs> I don't know. And this is probably going to throw off a lot of people. I'm like, just slowly slicing around the neck. I'm not I sure. Think. It's a ne- I don't know why it's a neck thing for me. I don't know. 100% mm. don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's strange.
1: Just starting on like, one slide and slowly going across. Huh? slow,
2: like a slow, a slow death. It's like, you know, I don't I don't want this to go quick for you. We're going well, to take some time with this. <laughs> I want you to know what you just did. So we're going to start inch by inch here. And you're, you're never going to forget. You're never going to forget. Well, you know, yeah. this Simply is slow slice to the neck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is going to be episode 150 and something. Mm-hmm. I, I lost track. I always have to, to look when I produce the show to see what number we're on. But, um, you know, we've had people talk about slicing the neck. However, once again, never a duplicate answer because you want to do it slowly. Mm Right. Huge difference.
2: Huge difference.
0: And do you look them in the eye?
2: (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. Is that how you would do it? Do you look them in the eye as you're slowly cutting them or do you just stand behind them? I kind of like
2: look a little bit over them like, all right. Kind of like Dexter, steps at a time here. (laughs) Every you see all these movies, everything just happens so quick. You're like, there's the head. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, (laughs) Linda, listen. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna do this very slowly. Because how as much pain as you've probably caused me, or you've caused other people, I'm like, this is what's gonna happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Very cool. You think they did electric chairs then? (laughs) It'll be a slow pain. So, okay. uh,
0: so Jeff, uh, tell us about how people can find out more about you and Jeff Walker paranormal and the bell mansion. Give us all the good social media, whatnot.
2: Yeah. So uh, for bell mansion, we're on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, it's the bell mansion LLC. Um, obviously I have my own personal Instagram page is Jeff Walker slash paranormal investigator. And then the series I'll be releasing hopefully by next fall will be Pathways to Paranormal. I'm all the social media links as well.
0: Okay. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely been a fascinating conversation. And uh, we definitely want to bring you back after we get back from The Conjuring House. For sure. Because uh, I know you're going to want to hear all about that.
2: Oh, yeah, you know it. I'm, I'm already thinking, I'm like, all right. What questions are they going <laughs> to, are they going to have? And all these, yeah. I'm already getting excited for you guys.
0: So it's only two months away for us and, uh, mm-hmm. we'll be
2: here before you know it.
0: Yeah. Haunt. We've been, you know, it back in July of last year, it feel, felt so far away. Mm-hmm. And then now, right. we're, now we're two months away. It's like, wow, where'd the time go?
2: Where'd the time go? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be opening the doors up the haunt here. In 80 days. So,
0: right. Exactly. Mm. Yep. So, for myself, Donnie Hoover, and our special guest, Jeff Walker, I am Meat Hook Jim. This is the Wrestle Horror Podcast. See you. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media outlets Facebook.com backslash wrestle horror. Instagram at WrestleHorror, Twitter at WrestleHorror, on YouTube at the WrestleHorror channel, and you can also find us on our website, www.wrestlehorror.com.